I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. We're heard all across the country, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. on stations uh, everywhere and anywhere. Also, TalkStream Live links to those stations. If you want to listen to TalkStreamLive.com, we're certainly on there. And Aftermath.fm is our online affiliate. If you want to listen to the show free, you can do so by going there. And if you want to listen to the show at a more convenient time, you can always subscribe to Aftermath.media. It's Aftermath.media. We have a, a subscription that could fit a budget, any budget. So be sure and check it out. Go to Aftermath.media. You get not only the shows, but you get other shows that are broadcast on our network. And you also get library. Uh, we got a library full of documents and all kinds of other great stuff. So sign up today. Go to Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. So I got an email the other day, and the subject was about the Mayan calendar. And I was curious since I haven't really discussed it since the doomsday predictions of 2012. And so I opened the email and it explained to me, the listener was explaining to me that perhaps the Mayans were wrong or that we were wrong about them and we were wrong about their dates and we we're wrong about the calculations of those dates. So the question was asked of me, what if the doom date was not December 21st, 2012, but December 21st, 2021. And I thought, well, that's a scary thought because, you know, it really wasn't. And I never really uh, broadcast that the end of the world was going to happen on December 21st, 2012. I said that if you read it correctly, the Mayan calendar was basically saying that on that date that you would be seeing something called the end of the cycle of creation meaning that there is a cycle of creation and then there's the end of the cycle of creation, meaning that after that, there's no more, that we start seeing a diminishing of population, we start seeing more pestilence, we start seeing more diseases and more uh, events that would be considered catastrophic. And I don't know if you've noticed, but the earth is becoming a very violent place. Not, not that it hasn't been since the time began, but Lately, some very important events have triggered some apocalyptic thinking in my mind. And I remember attending a preparedness seminar with uh, David John Oates uh, in Utah. And there were speakers there that were, you know, reporting various things that could go wrong with the planet that would, you know, plague the planet in the future. And one was the possible explosion of the Yellowstone caldera. The Yellowstone supervolcano has always been an endless source of apocalyptic vaccination. I mean, if you've seen the movie 2012, the Yellowstone caldera explodes and it sends ash all over the East Coast. Um, and so back in 2014, there was a paper that was published by a group of scientists. There were uh, scientists uh, of geochemistry, geophysics, geosystems, and they were exploring what a Yellowstone super eruption might actually look like. And among other things, they found that the volcano was capable of burying states like Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, and Colorado in three feet of harmful volcanic ash. And this would be a mix of 
splintered rock and glass, and it, and that would blanket the Midwest. And that much ash could kill plants and animals, crush roofs, and short all sorts of electrical equipment. And the reason why Yellowstone gets so much attention is the remote possibility of a catastrophic super eruption. A super eruption is anything that measures a magnitude eight or more on the volcano explosivity index in which at least a thousand cubic kilometers or 240 cubic miles of material gets ejected out of a volcano. 240 cubic miles of ash. That's enough to bury Texas five feet deep. These super eruptions are thousands of times more powerful than even the biggest eruptions we're used to, even bigger than the Mount St. Helens quake of 1980. What is most interesting about the Mount St. Helens quake or the Mount St. Helens eruption is that it triggered the largest landslide ever recorded. And I remember when I was younger that that landslide event was mentioned and there was one other volcano that if it were to erupt, it would also trigger a landslide. And that slippery slope could trigger a mega tsunami that would not only affect Europe, but wipe out the eastern seaboard of the United States. And that volcano was located in the Canary Islands. It was called Cumbre Vieja. Now, this volcano has erupted, and it's now the subject of concern and worry for geologists that hope that their opinions will hold the opinion that there won't be any landslide danger and that there will be no chance for a mega tsunami. Now, I'm sure many of us remember that while concerns about Yellowstone blowing were first and foremost in our minds, geological evidence suggested that in a future eruption, the Cumbre Vieja volcano on the island of La Palma could experience a catastrophic break on its western flank, throwing between 150 and 500 cubic kilometers of rock into the sea. That's a lot. And according to the theory, if the island were split in two, it would create a wall of water that would reach the coast of Portugal and southwestern Spain, which both lie to the northeast. The waves could be up to 25 meters high and would even cause damage to the south of England further north and then to the west, they would reach the North American coast as well as destroy the West African coast with waves of up to 100 meters or more. That's according to research. Over the years, many scientists have dismissed this idea. Well, they still believe that this recent eruption could be cause for concern. Now, La Palma has undergone a previous flank collapse event, and, and there have been similar collapses elsewhere in the Canary Islands, and interestingly, you know, interestingly, none none of these appear to have generated widespread tsunami deposits around the Atlantic Basin. The key to the idea of such an event developing again is the events of the major eruption that happened in 1949. And during that event, a fault structure was observed to develop along the part of the Cumbre Vieja Ridge. And this has been interpreted as indicating movement of the flank of the volcano towards the west and thus the development of a potential flank collapse landslide on the southern part of La Palma. Now, the eruption is still in progress right now in La Palma. The wall of incandescent lava is about six meters high on average and travels at the speed of about 700 meters per hour, destroying everything from homes 
to electrical and telephone communications mass, and it's moving its way towards the sea. Meanwhile, the lava flow from the volcano is, as I said, it's it's reaching the sea in a natural outlet. That's what it is. But the situation is of concern to authorities because of the reaction of lava in contact with salt water and what that means and what that does. I mean, it could lead to explosions and the emission of toxic gases. That's according to the crisis team of the Canary Islands Volcano Emergency Plan. So when the lava, which has a temperature of around 1,000 degrees centigrade, reaches the sea, which is a little over 20 degrees centigrade, experts say that there will be an explosion of water and steam that would create a dense white cloud. And this plume is caused by the lava flow due to its extreme heat. But the molten rock will also trigger a chemical reaction, mainly of chlorine, which can irritate the skin, eyes, and respiratory system. According to the U.S. Geological Service, there are four main dangers linked to the ocean entry of lava. The sudden collapse of a new land and adjacent sea cliffs into the ocean. That's one. Two, we have to worry about the explosions that are triggered by the collapse. Waves of scalding hot water washing on shore. And the steam plume. And the worry of that steam plume is that that steam plume would rain hydrochloric acid and tiny volcanic glass particles downwind from the entry point. So there's an exclusion zone that's been established in the sea, running parallel to the coast and extending from Puerto Naus in the south to the island of Las Viñas Beach, Tazacorte in the north. On land, security forces are going to prevent access to the area. Scientists thought that the lava flow would reach the coast at around 8 p.m. on Monday night, local time. However, the advance of the rivers of Molten Rock have slowed, and so that forecast was not met. The, 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 magma, the magma flow right now will completely change the orography of, of, of the eruption site, and the land will become un, un, unusable, it'll become uninhabitable. A six-meter-high lava flow will bury some more land and also probably disrupt electrical and telephone communications. And when the magma reaches the sea, not only do we have the danger of hydrochloric acid and glass particles shooting down from the sky, but we could have acid rains as well. And so these acid rains could damage crops. It's pretty terrifying what's going on right now in the Palma. It is yet another indication that we're in an apocalyptic cycle. And in my opinion, it, it triggers a lot of thoughts about the apocalypse. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.